Down to Earth with Amundi. Working today for all our tomorrows. This is News Talk. You're listening to Down to Earth here on News Talk with me, Dr. Cara Agassenborg. Each week here on Down to Earth, we'll be digging into someone's green life, finding out how they integrate environmental issues into their everyday lives. Today, it's the turn of comedian, author, and contributing writer to the New York Times, Maeve Higgins. Maeve, it's an honor to get to chat to you about your green life. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Thank you, Cara. I love that you're doing this show, by the way. Oh. I'm so, I was so glad to hear that it exists and I look forward to hearing it. That's great to hear. I followed your comedy work since your days on Naked Camera, but I was really thrilled <laughs> about three years ago when you began co-hosting the Mothers of Invention podcast with the former president of Ireland, Mary Robinson. And it was on a topic that was really near and dear to my heart, the whole topic of climate change and climate justice. How did you end up going on that? That journey from comedian to hosting a podcast about a, a rather unhumorous topic like climate change I know um well I think you know for many years of course Mary Robinson has been a huge fan of mine and she sees me as kind of a mentor <laughs> and <laughs> of course um of course I mean of course no I mean of you know Mary Robinson was president when I was a little kid like I think I was eight when she became president and um I've always followed her work especially her humanitarian work her work um you know with the UN on human rights and she actually went to a uh, production company and said she want she was considering making a film because climate justice which is the um kind of like the intersection of you know climate and human rights mm -hmm. Um, that's her complete passion and I would say obsession and very necessarily so um, and she just knows so much about it and she's in so deep so she considered making a film and then the production company said look what about a podcast like they're so accessible anybody with the phone you know and, an internet, and the internet can download it and we can make it fast and turn it around and include a lot of um voices of people who are working you know on climate justice so that's how the podcast came to be and then they kind of thought well it would be good to, for her to have like a sidekick somebody who's used to podcasting and um that's where I came in and it was so great because I had already been kind of frozen Cara in a way that's not like me when it comes to climate chaos because I understand what's happening and years ago, I understood what was happening, but I didn't know what I could do about it. So you were overwhelmed. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the word. And not to like shame or blame anyone who still feels that way, because I, when I think of it, when I was small, the, you know, I heard a lot about the hole in the ozone layer or the whales who were, you know, we had to save them. And those two things are important and true. But to me, they felt, you know, as a child, it felt very far away. Um, and it wasn't until I kind of got older and realized the hugeness of the um, chaos that we're facing and that a lot of people are already experiencing. And I didn't have tools to, to even think it through, let alone to start taking action. So I was really happy to jump on and learn more through, um, through a podcast with Mary Robinson. Like, 
you know. Now, I know you, you've had some negative experiences swimming with dolphins, but were there any environmental issues that you were particularly, <laughs> that you were particularly interested in before you started co-hosting Mothers of Invention, aside from dolphins, obviously? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I, I actually love animals and I respect wild animals. But yeah, once I went swimming with dolphins in New Zealand and it was such a nightmare and, I, and they were so mean to me and I felt they were um, like the opposite of the cute, you know, cuddly fungi that we have or, or sadly yeah. had here. Um, so it was more for me um, about, I started to get interested in migration about eight to 10 years ago when I, first became a migrant I moved to New York and realized how different my experience was to other migrants right like how lucky I was to be white European you know educated all of that made my travels around the world a lot easier and I started to think oh but like what if I had to leave you know I could stay in Ireland I'm so lucky to be from Ireland a place where I could have a safe life and be economically sound and all of that but um, there's so many people and the number is growing every day, I would say. is not an exaggeration. Yeah. Uh, people who have to move because of climate events. So that could be um, heat, that could be flooding, that could be uh, a war caused by a drought, which, you know, we see that, you know, was a contributing factor in the Syrian conflict. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, I started to kind of look back and think a bit bigger um and all of those interests came like migration and climate they all came to really intrigue me and horrify me um and to see uh in a funny way like looking at myself and how you know growing up in Ireland yes there are things like my um I'm from a farming family and my dad would often say god like there's no seagulls following along now when my uncle was out plowing you know because there's not the same number of worms in the ground and there's fewer seagulls too you know things like small like in a horror film when you notice like little things happening yeah yeah I mean farmers are always on the front line of witnessing Mm -hmm. the effects of climate change completely what was the most surprising thing you learned from your time co-hosting mothers of invention not to be cheesy Cara or not to also not to put it on individuals but I did learn that there are actions we can take as individuals that can um you know in in cahoots with others can actually help and can change things change things like um institutions change things like legislation and change things like policy um, so I kind of learned that like taking small steps, um, and here now I'm not speaking about, um, exactly like recycling or even though that's important and fantastic, but I mean, small things I could do, like I, I changed bank and I was surprised because, um, you know, I bank with Chase Bank in the US, it's, you know, huge, and it's really easy, and they have ATMs everywhere, and it's got a great app, and it's just easy. But um, I found out, because of activists, that they also fund the fossil fuel industry. So it's like easy. Okay, well, I don't want to help that. Um, And so I found that by moving bank, which by the way, I'm not a very organized person. So like, it was kind of a pain. Like I kept meaning to do it. And then I was like, I pay off my card. Oh, I kept me. So um, 
but eventually I did it. And then, you know, I put it on my Instagram. We talked about it on the podcast and it was got a huge reaction because I think people feel disempowered and there's things they don't know that they could do. You know, um, living in New York, you can request a tree to be planted in your um, in your street. Now, I understand this is tiny and that individuals are not the ones making the um you know causing the most damage it's corporations and it's governments but these things uh empower you and then they make me you know I wrote to my local councillor when I saw a big uh in the summer this year it was very hot summer in New York and I saw hundreds of fish dying in in the Hudson um so I kind of wrote to my local councillor like stuff like that Cara where before I wasn't engaged and now I am and I feel like I have um I'm trying to think of a sporting metaphor but I'm not very sporty skin in the game <laughs> expression like I have, I have a ball in the air like I don't know I have a goal to kick <laughs> so you you've become politicized it sounds like as a result of your your podcasting experience would that be safe to say yeah, and not just the podcast, just as a result of meeting people who are really doing the work. And, you know, on the show, we it's called Mothers of Invention, and we speak to women who are working actively for climate uh, justice. So that could be, you know, a Black Lives Matter activist who's also a geographer working in L.A., uh, talking about how... Um, more trees can prevent you know urban heat spots because more people of color die in LA from heat related um heat exhaustion strokes brought on you know than white people so it's all so connected and I think my interest in migration and my interest in racial justice all of that is covered by climate because it's all very connected just a reminder, you're listening to Down to Earth on News Talk. We're talking to comedian Maeve Higgins about her green life. Maeve, you've co-hosted podcasts now with two of the world's most famous climate communicators, former president of Ireland, Mary Robinson. And I've also read that you co-hosted one with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I'm a huge fan of on, on Star Talk. How did they actually shape your views? I think with, with Mary Robinson, she's very... Um... How did she shape my views? I think her her attitude of urgency and that we can and must act, that was, you know, she takes it out of the abstract. And I think when you when you know that and you're around that energy, it's very compelling, you know, to act yourself. And I think how she does that is she understands the real impacts on people, right? Like she has friends. And, and people that she's met, communities all over the world, in, you know, in Africa, in the Middle East, in America. And she can see the, how devastating, uh, you know, weather events are and, um, you know, how women and children are affected first and worst by climate events. And she can see the long-term implications too, right? When you think about well, what are we going to do about borders in the future when everybody has to move? Um, so she's, I think she kind of compelled me to more action. And then with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's wonderful, uh, of course, scientist and communicator and his podcast, Star Talk, which I've worked on. Um, he, again, has a long view, which is really important, I think. And he also... I spoke to him actually about migration before and I think 
uh, he said something like where, you know, when we say where we're from, like where we law the where we draw the line is arbitrary. And that really stuck with me because, you know, we identify as like, I'm Irish, I'm American, I, you know, well, I have roots in Spain or whatever, but like, ultimately we're just making that up. <laughs> it's like, we're all from the same place and we're all made of the same um, material. And again, that can sound wishy-washy, but this is a great mind. He's one of, you know, the foremost intellectuals of our time. And that is what he told me. So um, forgetting about, uh, you know, the the fights that happen over climate policy, which I understand are important, you know, things like, well, what if we have a carbon tax, blah, blah. Ultimately, this is so huge. <laughs> and this is so, um, you know, about the survival of, uh, not of the earth, the earth will be fine, but it's about the survival of, you know, the human species and also the other species that have given us so much. Yeah. And of course, climate change knows no boundaries. So speaking of boundaries and where you're from, I feel like you and I have kind of traded places because I grew up in America and moved to Ireland. And now mm-hmm. you grew up in Ireland, you've, you've moved to America. Living in America now, what kind of differences do you see between America's relationship with the environment and Irish people's? Yeah, I mean, I suppose that um, it comes into focus very sharply when you live in, you know, a wealthy country, right? Like, I don't know that I agree that climate change has no boundaries, because I think more and more um, the boundary is if if you're wealthy or if you're poor, because I see in the US, in New York, where I live, um, I have AC when the heat gets too much and like I'm the palest person imaginable and I can't can't stand the heat so like but I have air conditioning in my apartment and I would only go to places that have air you know um I can afford to get a car I don't have to be like sweltering on the subway or whatever but um there's lots of people who are stuck on you know these urban heat islands who don't have access to um trees or fresh air and people of color as I mentioned before are more likely to actually die from um, the heat in the US. So there's there are boundaries everywhere. And then of course we know, look at Bangladesh, you know, prone to flooding. If it floods there, you're much more likely to suffer than if you're flooded, say, in Cove, where I'm from, you know, because there are safety nets in place and you'll it's it's awful for a little while, but you can build back or you'll get help from the federal, from the government. So it's it's very unequal, like the impacts are extremely unequal. And I think as with everything in the US, that's magnified. So you see it, it's very in your face in the US. And it's also interesting to live in a city because I think I can sometimes, I'm guilty of separating myself. I think, oh, nature is, I'll go to the park or like I'll go upstate to the woods but nature is everywhere and nature is us too like it's not that we're separate from nature and better than and in control of nature but it can feel that way when you're in a city when it's kind of like look what we've done like we've built these massive tower blocks but I I spoke to Tara Hauske a few times on the podcast and She's a really cool, um, she was a litigator in DC and she's, you know, a Native American and she now is back fighting the pipeline and 
she talked about how she would go from meetings with like banks, Deutsche Bank, and talk to them about divestment. And she would take a moment to remind the executives that she was sitting with. So this table that you're sitting on, it's glass. That is sand. That comes from this, you know, like, and these walls, they are stone. Stone comes from the earth. Like, you're just another element in all of this. And it's so confronting when you think about it that way because we have this attitude a lot of us have this attitude I think some you know like you mentioned farmers earlier people that are closer to the land understand more like the the systems that we're part of but living in a city it's easy to get removed from that so it was a good wake-up call for me living in New York to to talk to these women and to remember you know what what I am yeah, I'm looking at my desk right now, and it's clearly made of plastic. Unfortunately, <laughs> do you think that uh, that yeah. Irish? You know, well, you know, plastic is made from oil, fossil oil fuel, from the ground. Yeah. Good. Uh, do you think Irish people are more connected to nature than American people? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, America is very vast, and you know, I suppose you, there's different ways you can measure it. You know, I think that you know, Ireland's emissions are not good. Uh, Ireland's, Ireland is not great on climate. Like even Leo Varadkar called us a, a laggard uh, a few years ago. So it's a cute idea that, you know, oh, because we, you know, have this uh, ancient connection to the land that we can, that we still live that way. But I don't, it doesn't really hold up. I mean, I think that there's really exciting moves here being made by Climate Case Ireland. And there's loads of amazing activists who've been going for years, you know, uh, the turf, the fracking, the pylon, you know, there's pockets of it, yes. But I wouldn't say, um, you know, that we're better than that. It's hard, it's hard. like the the country is so different. The populations are so different. Um, but I definitely wouldn't be comfortable saying that. No, I think Ireland has a, a massive problem. And, and we know it, though. We do know it. Mm -hmm. My thanks to Maeve Higgins, Irish woman living in New York, contributing writer at The New York Times and author of Maeve in America. And that's it for the first episode of Down to Earth. Thank you for listening. And be sure to subscribe to the series on podcast at Newstalk.com or the Newstalk app. Next week, it's all about electricity. What will the supply look like in a fossil-free future? But until then, take care.